Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. Come on and check-in with me. Come on and check-in with me. Mental health check-in with Lee. What up, G? What's up, bro? What's good? What's good, dude? Oh, wait, can I share this to my thing or whatever? How do I no, share it to the, uh... Uh, I thought I could share it. Oh, I can't share it to my uh, story, though, huh? I don't think so. You probably can share it to, like, people, like, you know, in your, um... Oh, just, like, the people individually, oh, like, one person oh, at a time or whatever? What up, what up? What's up, oh, guys? shit! Somebody's got to break the internet and create some entertainment when there's not any entertainment on TV. You know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> hey, that's fair. That's fucking fair. <laughs> I cannot disagree. Hey, listen, I, yes. I, look, I don't want to be shady in here. You know, this is a very important conversation. You know, yes. let bygones be bygones. Uh, you yeah. know, but some things need to be said, and there ain't no entertainment yeah. on TV right now. So it's not at all. I'll leave it And let's let's have watch. let's have a good conversation. <laughs> yes. Yeah, let's do that. But there definitely needs to be an upgrade. <laughs> I can tell you that much. We're dying ah, some, some attention well, grabbing personalities. Let's just say. I'm that. like uh, I'm like well, in TV. If you're watching, we got two people that can go back on. They bring entertainment and everything. <laughs> Listen, we, ain't, we ain't say we ain't saying nothing. That you're saying okay. that yeah. leak. Okay. You're saying that leak. <laughs> we ain't saying but nothing. You know, we're playing, no, we're we're talking, the no, fifth no. over here. Okay. We might need to get you into some of those meeting rooms. You know what I mean? Hey, you know, listen, man, like, uh, why don't you do what the uh, what the people on the current cast do and slide into the T-Pages DMs and beg them to post them? Oh, my uh, God, dude. So like, the first level is real life. You know, I didn't know that we had, uh, you know, T-Pages acting like Fox News and CNN on behalf of uh, thirsty castmates. But. Oh, okay, yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> I didn't really look, 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 Paula, you, 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 you fresh off of it a whole lot, 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 you know what I'm saying, more than me. But these T-Pages, bro, like, like, they really be out here riding on some of these cast members. And I'd be like, dude, they're not yeah. that cool. They're not that <laughs> well, you know, hey, it happens, man. I was, I was trying, I was trying to take it to a level of competitive, uh, you know, hierarchy. You know, unfortunately, the scraps of War of the Worlds one and two are, you know, being uh, being pushed forward uh, a little bit more. But you know, who knows? Maybe because ESPN's talking about it now, they'll start bringing back some real competitors, some real athletes. Uh, bring know, in the yeah, bring in the competitors, get, bring in the people that ain't afraid. To the prowess. Like, like, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I don't want no drama dudes, like, all the time. Like, you yeah. know, put two guys in there to be drama queens, whatever. But, like, I want to see some competition. I want to see yeah. people go at each other, like, like, and really just, like, prove why they should be there. Or As stay you at know. Home. Or stay at home. Like, you know what I'm saying? If there's like, competitors there, there will be real drama. So there doesn't need to be inauthentic, mm. you yes. know, plan it beforehand, you know, who's going to hook up with who, who's going to fight with who. It just happens because when there's money on the line and you got competitors in the room, they're going to want to rip each other's heads off. And that's just the facts. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we are here for my man, Leek. We are very proud of you and everything that you've yes. done in the world of mental health uh, and especially talking about it when it comes to uh, men because it is, it is not yeah. talked about enough. It's not. That so, is right. I'm glad I'm glad that y'all guys are here. 
Um, you know, I be hitting y'all up and everything. I'm just so glad I see y'all killing it, you know, in this world. So my first question to ask the room is just like, how's um, how's everybody's mental health? Um, you can start with um, uh, Marlon. Uh, that, my, my mental health good, bro. Like I'm, I'm look low key. I'm under the radar, bro. I'm just hustling and grinding right now. So, uh, I mean, I even have to take a little time away from social media though, just because it's like sometimes you get caught up in trying to like keep up with all the trends and all the like <clears throat> new waves and stuff. So like, I just had to get off there for a little minute and just really focus on my hustle with my clothing line, focus on some of my music, and just really just like get into that like creative space. Uh, so for me, bro, it's been like hella therapeutic for like the last I say like two months because. I just really been focusing on me and my just like like my hustle, my being creative and just like like going down different like paths of just finding new things that were like new ways to express myself. So like my mental health at the moment is like it's on point. Yeah, I, I, your music is is bomb, bro. I know music. I know music is, is like an outlet, man. Your music is. Bro, bomb. I think it's like one of the best outlets, bro. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like yeah. you don't have to have a filter with music. Like, no one can tell you what to put down on that pen and pad. So then, yeah. by the time like that track come out or whatever it is, bro, it's not even so much of like, is it a number one hit? Is everybody like it or not? A lot of times, it's just like, all right, is there a hundred people or two hundred people that needed to hear that message? I mean, you got the mumble rappers and you got yeah. like entertainment, but like that's not really the type of music I make. So it's just like. For what I do, it's just like you reach two people, ten people, a hundred people that like, damn, I felt like that, and I didn't really like, I couldn't perceive a way to get through it, or I didn't see it from that perspective. It's just like that, that, that's what music is for me, just because I grew up on Pac, I grew up on Biggie, I grew up on, you know, Arrested Development. These people that were like talking about real issues to give people a way to be seen, like you know what I'm saying? So like, you know what I mean? So like, 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 I just feel like music is one of those ways to just connect people that like. You can have a completely different walk of life, but if somebody yeah. put a song together for you to really understand it, it'll connect that group where otherwise they wouldn't even have a conversation in public. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, um, Paulie, how's, how's your mental health, man? How you been? Mental health is good, man. Um, you know, it, it is what it is. I mean, uh, anybody who thinks that uh, that your mental health isn't almost a full-time job um, you know, you're playing yourself. So I'm not going to speak, uh, you know, on behalf of, you know, people who, who, yeah. who actually have, um, you know, diagnosed, uh, you know, mental health issues and everything like that. But even for just your everyday walk of life, you have to approach every single day um, with the mindset to win the day and win the small battles uh, within yourself. Uh, within your businesses, within your life. And you need to find your forms of expression, whether it's through, uh, you know, music, uh, like Marlon does it, which is an extremely, uh, you know, creative ways of expressing your, uh, of yourself. It, it's really great for your mental uh, well-being. Um, you know, for people who, who don't really have that type of artistic um, abilities, you know, like myself, you know, I play a little bit of guitar, you know, I sing in the shower. Um, like that, but I'm not about to, I'm not about to put uh, musical notes to paper and create a song in that capacity. So I have to figure out other creative ways in order to win the mental health battles um, on a consistent basis. And I do that through uh, creating my checklist every single uh, night for the next day, only focusing on uh, my training, focusing on my businesses, focusing on crossing off those checklists and picking things that even though I am not someone who is going, going to go out there and become the next Eminem, um, you know, or the next uh, 
phenomenal country singer out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, your boy does love a little bit of Darius Rucker. Um, but <laughs> you got to figure out your own way to yeah. be creative. So playing the guitar, it helps with me, uh, you know, figuring out different things that I can be creative in, even if I'm not the best at it, even if I'm not putting it out there uh, yeah. that much. It really helps just take up, um, you know, that, that space in your mind. Um, and for me, it was always, you know, training. Like, so with sports and all that, that's always what I went to. So if I ever feel myself getting a little off, I'm like, eh, even if I got to go for a walk, I'll go for a walk. Yeah. And it does wonders. I don't think people understand nice. from the fitness aspect of things because they think, oh, aesthetically, 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 sure, you're going to look better. But what fitness does to the neuroplasticity of your brain is an absolutely amazing thing. So if you are gonna train, uh, train for your brain, um, because that's, uh, that's truly what um, I feel as though training does uh, for me and it, and it could do for so many other people. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, next question I have for you guys, right? I'm gonna ask both of you, because you know, Paulie, you was on Big Brother, you were on Challenge, Marlon, Real World, you know, the Challenge. Um, and we're, wait, we were both on X on the beach. Come on now. Oh, X on the beach. Oh, okay. Okay. Just go down. Yeah. If you're going to bring the yeah. list up, do the whole list. If you're going to bring the list up. Do the whole list out, bro. I don't watch that show, but I forgot that y'all was on that show. But um, uh -huh. um, what do you guys do? Like, before going on to reality TV, how was your mental health before and after? Like, before you went on and after you got off the show? And we can start with Paulie first and then Marla. Um... You know, I, I was very, uh, I was very open and very vocal, um, you know, regarding uh, my mental health. Um, it was great going into uh, reality TV. It was great uh, coming off of reality TV. However, there was a point in my life earlier in my 20s, um, you know, sports had ended for me. And, you know, Marlon can attest to this, that when you play at a high level, you play D1. I was fortunate enough to make it to the next level, go MLS, go pro. Um, when that gets ripped out from underneath you uh, in the way that it did with me when it was an injury, it's very hard to adjust uh, to real life. It's very hard to adjust to the normalcy, especially when you grew up, you know, um, telling yourself, having that chip on your shoulder, like, I got to get out of here. I got to get out of my hometown. Yeah. I got to make a better life for myself. I got to make a better life for my family having to come to that realization it's a really hard um you know to grasp and i was not prepared for that and there were a couple other things that happened at that point in time uh in my life so it was the perfect storm of everything um going on reality tv uh for me i've always been great with it um even before going on yeah when you're in there everybody has their freaking meltdowns but i knew going into it I'm going to talk to a therapist regardless, going into the shows, coming off of the shows. I'm not going to play with anything. I'm not going to let anything build up. Um, you know, my, my only thing about reality TV isn't reality TV, uh, the aspect of it. It's, um, it's the contestants. It's the people there. Um, and not so much in the sense, like, everybody's going to talk their shit. I don't care about talking shit. That's athlete shit. Talk your smack, Right. Me and Marlon have talked shit to each other. It's an athlete thing. Jordan and I have talked shit to each other. It's an athlete it's thing. Competitive. It's, it's, it's competitive. You, know, you got to have yeah, it. I, yeah, I personally don't respect many people on these shows for that lack of it, but more so for the, uh, the character attacks that they do that isn't uh, competitive trash talk, like 
going out there spinning narratives saying, you know, oh, Paulie failed psych evaluations. He's crazy. It's like, eh, come on, guys. Like, listen, there's people who actually struggle from this shit. There's people who actually fail yeah. psych evaluations. You know, there's people who've had to quit the show because of mental health reasons. Um, it's a very serious subject. Um, and it's not cool to, A, try and use that as a weapon um, to attack someone's character. And, B, it's not okay to try and make fun of that, uh, especially when more and more men come out and they're vocal about having these, you know, moments in their life. Um, it shouldn't be something that is like, ha ha, you're, uh, you're weak. Ha ha, you're this. Um, that's my only issue when it comes to all of it, um, you know, and trying to attack people's character, um, you know, from, you know, just from a, a side where it's like, listen, we're competing against each other. If I beat you, just fucking shake my hand, talk yeah. your shit still. If you beat me, I'm still going to talk my shit. I'll shake your hand. But don't sit here and try and tie all the other things of my life that you really don't yeah. know anything about. And nobody knows anything about anybody's lives on reality TV. Don't tie those into anything. Don't yeah. lie and say shit just because it is going out there. And, you know, yeah. listen, with reality TV, if you do it consistently, either you're going to be the villain or you're going to be the hero. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So if you're one of those people that is not just talking smack from a competitive standpoint, uh, which is respected, uh, from my yeah. opinion, um, you're only going to have the good at it for so long before it swings to the other side. And then people remember all the things that you said when you were at the top and when they weren't. And then, you know, and then it creates this vicious cycle. I don't like that vicious cycle. I would rather just talk shit when it comes to competing yeah. because that's in your control. If someone calls me a shitty competitor, I can work harder. If I call them a shitty competitor, they can work harder. But yeah. that's my two cents on it. Uh, it really doesn't affect me, but I do know that it affects a lot of people, uh, you know, mentally, especially people who go there uh, repeatedly. It wears on them if they, if they continuously go there and they take all the things that social media has to say to heart. That's facts. Um, <clears throat> I mean, my situation was a little bit different, though. Like, I mean, I, I think I was – I mean, I, to be honest, I was a train wreck before I, like, went on to Real World just because, you know – one, I came out on Real World. So, like, just going into it, not understanding or knowing if I was even going to have that conversation was just, like, a whole other stress in its in itself. Um, so, and then, too, I wasn't really, like, in a really good spot just, like, financially. I just got done with uh, football, and I didn't really know what the heck I was going to do with my life. I was really kind of in that transition phase. And, you know what I'm saying, I didn't really have a lot of support system as far as you know, I had that very religious, very just go to school, get a job, like mentality, like family. And I knew that that wasn't for me. So, you know, I was a train wreck really going into like the real world. And then, you know, after, you know, going there, coming out, you know, just, and if you remember our season, it was, it was stressful just being there. You know what I mean? Just with all the stuff that came up and then, um, having to deal with, you know, having to deal with everyone knowing, you know, okay, this guy's out and I couldn't really like run away from it. I had to deal with a lot of mental and social issues like publicly and I couldn't get away from it. You know what I mean? It's like everywhere I went, I had to deal with it. It was like, it wasn't like I could just duck off somewhere and someone didn't know who I was. And this was during a time frame when, you know, being out was not, cool like it was not a thing where people were like patting you on the back about it you know what i mean um 
I remember for a while, like I couldn't even go out to the clubs and stuff because people would try to jump me when I was at when I would leave clubs at night or whatever. So it's just like it was a train wreck of a time for me, um, you know. But through that, I felt like I wish I would have been more open to mental health. I wish I would have been more open to going and talking to a therapist. I wish I would have been more open to to really just being open with even like a close group of friends, right? Like I grew up in football where like it's you know balling up, get the work done. Like we we not we not sitting here crying about nothing, right? So it, it's in in the aftermath of everything where I'm at now, I realize how much different my life could have been if I would have had that support system or just. Really, honestly, even sometimes it's just someone to talk to without judgment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and that's why, especially for black men, it's just like it's yeah. such a stigma still in our culture, still to this yeah. day. Like there's still such a big stigma that like if you go talk to a therapist, then you're weak or you're crazy yeah. or you're, you know, or something wrong with you and you're just not, you know, you're not responsible enough. And it's yeah. and it's none of that. It's just it's just health. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. the same way as yeah. You don't like how big your arms are, you go to the gym, right? You don't like your cardio level, you go run, right? If you don't like your mental state, you have to go get some training. And that training comes from talking to someone who knows more about it than you do. The same way I want bigger muscles, I go talk to a bodybuilder. You know what I'm saying? I don't go talk to the guy at McDonald's. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, so I, I try to be as vocal about like my mental state or I try to be as vocal anytime I can when I talk to especially young black men about like how they're feeling and them not not and them understanding like depression is real, anxiety is real. Like I've been there, bro. I know what it is. And like, you know what I'm saying? It may be that one person that you don't even think cares, bro. They'll be that one person that'll listen. They'll be that one person that won't judge you for it. And it's just like I feel like men especially just need to be comfortable with understanding like you can talk about it fam it don't make you weak it don't make you less than it don't make you any less masculine like you know what i'm saying like you we got dudes in the black community dropping out from heart attacks at like 45 because they bottling everything up bro don't realize part of it is that mental health you know what i mean like you just it's so important and my walk in life understanding like not having it and how much it amplified my situation for being even worse and even more negative it just makes me so much more passionate about being vocal about like look it's okay you know what i'm saying i'm a face yeah. to it you know what i mean like i i had to deal with mad depression i had to deal with mad anxiety i had to deal with just mad like 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 bad thoughts you know what i'm saying going to that place yeah. and 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 it's okay it's normal you know what I mean? I think that people thinking that that's not normal, I think is 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 doing a disjustice to the fact that everybody experiences it at some point. Everybody's level may be different. You know what I mean? Somebody might be going to 10. Somebody might be at 2. But it's all normal. It's a roller coaster. You're not always going to be happy. You're not always going to be sad. And it's okay to acknowledge wherever you're at. What's not cool is trying to ignore it and think that you have to fake your way through it. That that's yeah. not healthy. Yeah. Um, I just want to share something. Um, you know, y'all have to share your trauma. I just want to say to the people in the comments, we're not mental health professionals. We're just men having a conversation, having a real conversation, and we're just talking about mental health. You know, hopefully it can help somebody out there that's listening or watching it. Um, 
like my trauma that I've been through, everybody, I just been through, um, you know, I was sexually abused by two of my cousins when I was young. You know, it didn't really affect me until I got older, you know, until I got to my adulthood, I started, you know, acting out, you know, like I don't really hang around men, like I don't trust men, like I'm changing for the better, you know, I'm trying to develop a lot of, you know, friendships, you know, I feel like what they did to me was like, you know, fucked up with everything. And like, I'm using my platform to speak up and about, you know, like, like you just said, men, let's speak about, you know, let's talk about mental health. Let's talk about sexual abuse. Let's talk about not being okay. Let's talk about depression. Let's talk about anxiety. Let's talk about sometimes when we want to fucking cry to ourselves and everything. It should be, it should be okay to do that, you know, but you got people. It's sad that when you like try to be open and people out there judging you and everything. That's why I'm so glad that I'm using like this platform to talk about it. You know, trauma is real and, and men, trauma yeah. is real. We don't talk about it because we don't have safe spaces to talk about it, you know? Um, I did want to ask you, um, Marlon, you know, you came out on TV. Like, how was that for you? Like, mentally, like, how was that for you? I know that was, like, a big thing for you. Bro, it was the scariest thing I've ever done in my life, bro. Like, it, it it's a very – and, like, it's so sad because it's, like, bittersweet. You know what I mean? In a sense of, I feel like it's hard to deal with because, like, I look at when I came out, and I think that yeah. that was the biggest misstep that I had. But um, I also am happy that I came out because it's like I was the first, you know, I'm not going to say I was the first, but I was one of the first just men that was perceived in a way that broke a lot of boundaries that people didn't want to accept, right? Yeah. So, like, there, when I came out, it was like if you was if you was gay, LGBTQ, or whatever, it was just automatically you had to be feminine. Like, there was no yeah. manhood about you, right? Yeah. But it's like, but you couldn't say that about me because it's like, bro, I'm... I got a track record of being a football player playing at a high level against Adrian Peterson's, against Michael Orr's, against all these big time names that are still in the league. So you can't paint me in that in the image, right? So it broke down that boundary. Nobody was really talking about LGBTQ men in sports as far as like football, basketball, all that. You know, up and up until that point on a huge platform. I was huge into religion. Like I helped start a church in high school. I was big oh, wow. in the FCA. I helped with, you know, uh, weekly Bible study in my college, you know, like, you know what I mean? And then being a rapper, like, it was just like, I think my misstep was that like, I, I, I crossed so many boundaries at once that, that it, it made it, made it, it made it, it made people want to shun me out of the scene even harder because it was just like, you know, for the average, let's just say the average heterosexual male, it's like, mm -hmm. well, how can I, it's like, how do I match this guy as LGBTQ and he's doing all this other masculine shit at a higher level than me? Mm -hmm. So the, on the flip side of that is just, I got way more hate. I got death threats. I got wow. like the jumped out of outside of, clubs when i would leave at night like wow. um you know so i was just in a very and it was like and then i had nobody to talk to because it was just like i was in a space where it was the bible belt so it was almost yeah. like when bad things happen to me people would be like well you deserve it because you're gay yeah. or you deserve it because you're lgbtq you know what i mean yeah. but my mental space was really bad for a long time and it was part of the reason why i never went back to the challenge because it was like Wow. It's like, yo, I'm dealing with enough as it is just trying to survive day to day. Now you want to put me in the pressure cooker? Because, like, yeah. 
it don't matter even if you're in a good mental space, even if you got everything figured out in life. Like you go into the challenge house, it's a pressure cooker. But to have to walk into that knowing that like, you know what I'm saying? Like I was in a situation where it's like I felt isolated. I was like, I, I can't deal with that. Um, but it was, I think the, the biggest thing that helped me was I started just getting around other LGBTQ like men that were kind of in the same situation I was in the sense that they were living their lives or in, in careers that were very masculine dominant or whatever. And they just kind of showed me how like to deal with, you're going to have the rejections. You're going to have the doubts. You're going to have people that don't want to see you succeed. But if you can find that confidence in yourself, even in the midst of it, you're going to be able to be that, that much better. And then that's just when it flipped for me. And it was just like, all right, I'm going to take these challenges on. I'm going to show people that like, all right, y'all think that, you know, LGBTQ men can't be strong and masculine. All right, you're going to watch me squat 700 pounds. Now what you're going to say, right? Then it's like, all right, I'm going to put this album out and you're going to see that like people are going to vibe with it. You know what I'm saying? It may not be number one yeah. to get a million views, but you're going to see that yeah. there's going to be a legitimate respect for the fact that you already knew my stance from jump and I was still able to accomplish a certain level of success in, in lieu of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's what really, when I started seeing myself making some progress, that's when I started realizing it, like, all right, you know, me being out, people knowing about this isn't, isn't a negative. And then the wave hit, like, then the wave hit where, you know, culture changed, society changed, and, you know, people were being applauded for coming out. People were being applauded for, you know, being brave and, 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 and you know, coming out in different industries and different areas of life that, you know, it wasn't being talked about, you know? And then that just made it even easier for me, you know? Yeah. Thank you for um, sharing that, bro. Thank you. Um, Paulie, my question for you, um, side note, um, I learned a lot from Paulie. I couldn't stand Paulie. Paulie, no, I cannot stand him on <laughs> Big Brother. But, you know, you know Paulie, like you see it, you know, how is your mental health, you know? Some reason you're painted as a villain, you know. Like I got to know you. Like you're really, really cool. You know, people that judge you, they don't know you. You know. So how, like, how, like, did that affect your mental health? Like, I know we gotta play. You gotta play a part in reality TV. I know you gotta play a part, but you know, like you get a lot of hate. You know, did that ever affect you? Uh, you know, honestly, you know, those things never really affect me because the way I looked at everything was. You know, it's like when you go and you play at an away game, the entire crowd is going to be saying some stuff that, like, if, you know, if they said it anywhere else, you beat their ass. You know what I mean? You go to some yeah. of these away games. Um, you know, I know that, like, maybe maybe with football because the stands are further away from the field, but sometimes on the soccer field and the wrestling mats, they're, like, right there. So, like, yeah. the person in the front row is right in your ear. Um, you know, so all this stuff that – uh, all the hate that, you know, people throw my way. Um, you know, it's just like the away team. It's the away crowd. You know, they're not going to like it. Like, why Why would somebody who, if I'm sending home their favorite, why are they going to praise me and love me for that? You know what I'm saying? They're not yeah. going to praise me and love me for that. And then on top of it, I'm an asshole about it. I'm not nice about it. You know what I mean? Like, and, you know, like, so eventually throughout the course of a season – if a bunch of favorites are going home and then, 
I'm at the end, and then there's like you know a couple people at the end. It's like please, please beat this motherfucker because I hate him. You know, like it, it comes with the territory. Like, what am I gonna say? Like, uh, you know, I don't deserve it. Like, I get it. Like, I understand where it's coming from, so I'm allowed to process it that way. And I also look at it this way. I don't really feed into that because I'm not in the business of trying to change people's minds about me. I've got a lot of people that love me and a lot of people that support me, which is why, um, you know, I can appreciate the hate because I look at it as well. Fuck. I'm capturing the entire fucking audience, not just one, not just the other. I'm capturing everybody. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, I, I, the only thing, um, that I, that I can say to that is, you have to just focus on what matters. So like your support system, you have to focus on your passions outside of it. You can't be wrapped up in like scrolling and I, you know, I'm guilty sometimes in the past, but I'm much better at just finding myself being like, man, I'm scrolling through all the damn, you know, this, 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 and this, but what you're actually doing is you're, you're not even seeing the love that you're getting because you're sitting there, scroll, 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 scroll. That person said something hateful, scroll, scroll, scroll. And you're only processing in your brain that if you do that, Um, you know, so I I can't do that, um, you know, and especially when it comes to reality TV. I mean, what what am I going to say? You know, I'm not there to make friends. I've said this, I'm not there. I'm just there to win, uh, you know, which as a competitor, the fact that I haven't won yet, it eats at me enough. I don't really need to focus on the fact that like other people are sitting there laughing and making fun of it. Like is Tom Brady or, or anybody that plays any sports going to care what some out of shape person on the couch is saying about him? Like, no, like never. It, it you know, it hurts a little bit more when athletic people say it, Marlon. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, but still you can laugh about it and you can move, uh, move on from it. Um, you know, and, and you can just laugh at it because you understand where it's coming from. Um, you know, and, and a lot of credit, I, I wish people, if you were actually kind of like, you know, pulling pieces away, um, you know, from the, from the things that Marlon was saying and how he had to almost embrace, uh, what he was, I find it, um, it's almost very shitty that, uh, men in, in, you know, situations when they're getting attacked, uh, you know, because of the way that we've been trained our whole lives, um, we almost have to come back um, 10 times harder and 10 times stronger and 10 times more yeah. uh, fucking badass because it's not really, um, you know, it's not really looked uh, nicely upon to just yeah. be like, hey, that that kind of fucking hurt. Um, you know, I really wish you guys wouldn't say this shit. I really wish you guys wouldn't do this shit. Uh, that hurts. It really it really makes me feel upset. It really makes me feel sad. Um you know, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's something where, I mean, listen, I've, I've never really opened up about shit. I don't really talk about anything, right? Yeah. I will never know what it's like to have to come out on national television. Can I sit there and be like, I know what it's like in high school for people to persecute you and jump you because they perceived you as gay? Sure. When I was in high school, I had fucking long ass hair. I was only friends with the girls. Um, as a freshman, dudes would literally just try and fucking jump me for no fucking reason. Um, I was very fortunate that my father taught me and my brothers how to fight. Very fortunate that I was a wrestler. Um, but it didn't stop the fact that like my nickname was sunshine, you know, in high school. And, you know, I was more afraid of getting my ass beat by my dad. If I got suspended, 
Um, you know, so kids took advantage of that in school. So if they walked by and punched me in the fucking face, I had to just eat it and I had to try and find them after school. But if I get invited to shit, thinking that a bunch of people want to hang out with me just to show up um, and have them jump me and all this shit, right? But it teaches you character. Um, for me, I used it in a way where as high school went on, um, the way that I was treated, I ended up earning respect from those people because I never backed down from them. I ended up earning respect from those people because I continued to fight, continued to like be like, all right, you're going to jump me. You might beat my ass, but one of you motherfuckers getting hit hard like before, before <laughs> you guys let this go. But eventually, as it went on, they wanted to stop getting into that, those altercations, and so did I. And instead of turning around and using it as like, oh, well, this happened to me. Now I'm going to turn around and do it to them. I used it as a way to be like, hey, listen, we had our differences. This shit happened. Um, let's make sure it doesn't fucking happen. Let's show the younger people um, not to be that way. So I kind of looked at myself as an ambassador throughout like my area to be like, yo, you know, protect the people. Like, don't be clicky. Everybody can get along. You know, there shouldn't be a cool kids click. Shouldn't be an athlete click. Shouldn't be people that kind of get made fun of, get bullied. You know, which once again, when I was doing that as a freshman and sophomore, as I stood up for, you know, the people in the LGBTQ community, when I saw racist shit happen, when I saw sexist shit happen and would stand up for it, you know, then I was then met with the same hate that those people were getting met with because it's kind of like, that's what people like to do. And if you look at where everybody's at now, everybody's looking for a reason to hate and find differences amongst each other rather than finding love and similarities amongst each other. And by doing that, I think I've just seen life through a different outlook when you meet bad things that have happened to you and you turn it into a positive, you see how much beauty grows and stems from that. Um, you know, and, and there are situations that unfortunately I've had to come, come out about due to certain cast members taking things and twisting them and going a certain way. So, you know, so I have had to come out um, and not really tell the story or say what it is, but I have had to come out about being a sexual assault survivor and all of that stuff. Um, you know, which isn't hard, especially as a straight male having to come out with that, which those things were used by other people to kind of fucking uh, be used as torture and hatred and all that stuff. Um, you know, and when people watch you on TV, they see this, you know, th that competitive side of me, like that's me, that's smack talk, that fiery little fucking snap when somebody pushes me to the edge, for sure. But to say that it comes from anything else other than the fact that had a chip on my shoulder my whole life as an athlete, uh, you know, against all odds, made it to certain levels um, of athleticism, against all odds of shit that have happened to me, and Marlon can attest to this with shit that has happened to him, against all odds seems yep. to be the mantra of how you then live your life. But since people don't know those details about your life, they're so quick to, to be like, oh, uh, yeah, of course, Marlon's acting out this way because he had to suppress the fact that he was gay his whole life. Uh, you know, Paulie's uh, acting out this way uh, because he's 5'9", uh, whatever the fuck you want to call it, uh, little man syndrome. And it's like, you guys don't realize the depths and the layers and how everything plays into it. And when you're a high achieving individual and you want success and you want to be the best and you want to win at everything, whether it's something that's a hobby you know, whether it's, uh, you know, your training, uh, you know, Marlon, your rap, your rapping, your creative aspects of things, everything you do, if you're not committed to it 
you can't relate to people who just look from afar and fucking pick apart everything because you don't do that. It's not in your life because you're too busy worrying about how to make things in your life better. Um, you know, so I wish that people wouldn't look at things in a way and I wish that it became more normal for men to come out and just be like, you know what? This shit fucking hurts. All right. I, you know, I'm not really going to speak on how, why it hurts or where the fucking trauma is coming from, but guess what? It fucking hurts. And can you guys respect the fact that it hurts? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like more people would see things through a different lens if that were, um, you know, the case. Not everything has to be, oh, they're talking like this uh, because they're trying to deflect off of this. It's like, no, sometimes yeah. people just want to fucking talk because they're hurting. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. if you're shutting that down, you know, then you're doing everything that you essentially claim that you hate and that you claim that you're standing up for, which is, yeah. you know, if somebody's gaslighting somebody, if somebody's being, a, you know, uh, a racist, homophobic, all this shit, by you not allowing anybody to talk uh, and by you thinking that your opinion is more important than theirs, then you are exactly what you claim to hate. Facts. Yeah. And I want to say, um, you know, I, I like that both of y'all just, y'all just don't give a fuck, but Paulie, you... Um, as a straight man, you really support the LGBTQ community. Like, you don't give a fuck what nobody say. Like, you support, you know? And, I, you know, it's, it's a stigma out there with gay, too. It's like, straight men can't support the gay community. Or if they support it, they're gay. And that's something that, you know, I wish can stop. You know, I respect <clears throat> that about you. I, was, I respect that about you. You don't yeah. give a fuck what they say. You don't care what they say. You know, you just still supporting everything. you always been, like, a supporter, man. It, Yo, it's it mad. It's mad it's funny got, too, I, got, I feel like uh, I feel like it's always the straight like like straight men that have absolutely no problems being around. You know, non-straight men always like they tend to be more confident. They tend to be like the dudes that like really actually have something going. In my experience, majority of the time being around straight men that have an issue with the LGBT community is because they have unresolved issues that they deal with. You know what I mean? And and they're projecting. And it's like, you know, shout out to Polly just because it's just like to be that confident, to be that so sure of himself, to be, you know, just aware, you know what I mean? That that his his acceptance as an ally, like like it makes a huge difference, especially coming from someone like him who's succeeded in that heterosexual, like masculine area of our society like it it speaks volumes to like the type of person he is so i gotta applaud him for that for sure i appreciate that man i mean i gotta i gotta credit my mom and dad um on that capacity because they set a strict a strict law and rule basically in the house uh from an early age with me and my brother and sister like if we ever find out um through the grapevine through anything that you came back and it had anything to do with <laughs> Um, you know, you being racist, you being homophobic, you being, uh, you know, sexist, any of that shit. Um, it, you're like, you're, you're out of the house. Like you're, you're not uh -huh. associated with this family. You're not associated with this name. Um, you know, that's it. Like I, I've got stories. Um, you know, if I was just in a vicinity where, a, you know, boys picking on a girl, uh, you know, made her cry. Like I had to fight those guys. Because if I came home, I was afraid to tell my dad that a girl cried because boys were picking on her. And we were fucking like eight, ten years old. Uh, you know, and that's just what little kids do. 
I was afraid to come home because I didn't want to get my ass beat and I didn't want to get kicked out of my house. So I had to fight that guy that made, or those, those guys that made him uh, cry. Um, so it's always been real with me. And what I find and what I don't like, um, you know, and, and, and Marlon talks about like, must, uh, you know, and I don't know if it comes from unresolved issues. It, it could, you know, that it could, but the, the more comfortable I've ever been being around, um, you know, people from the LGBTQ uh, community, the more that I didn't really fit into the stereotypical man's man, you know what I mean? And once again, I got to give credit to my dad for, and my mom for, for removing those blockers of what a stereotypical man's man was. My dad was just like a real man, provides for his family, protects his family, and is comfortable in his masculinity to be able to protect his community. Yeah. And that is uh, something that I just took with me for my whole life, where I'm just like, yeah, I don't give a fuck. Somebody sees me hugging, kissing on the cheek, one of my fucking gay friends. I don't give a shit. I'm Italian. I kiss on the fucking cheek anyway. We kiss our family members on the lips, which people fucking make fun of anyway. And people are out yeah. there being like, it's so weird that him and his brother kiss on the lips and him and his father kiss on the lips. I'm like, it's fucking Italian culture. That's what we do. That's what friends do. kissing each other. You know what I mean? Like, y'all need to chill with that. But it then gets looked upon and frowned upon as like, whatever. Mm -hmm. And listen, I, I've been in enough challenge house uh, situations to know that the dudes in those houses are extremely insecure with themselves. Hence why they act a certain way. They have tiny dick energy to the fullest, uh, zero confidence in themselves, which is why they have to be a certain way, uh, you know, towards other people. And that's why, I don't really get along with too much of them. And that's why they fucking hate when I walk into my house because they know that daddy's fucking home. And they got to <laughs> fucking become my sons every time I walk in there. <laughs> but um, on a serious it's note, I, I, I really wish that more, uh, you know, straight guys would be comfortable with doing that kind of stuff. And not in the capacity of um, satire, where it's like, yeah. you know, oh my God, we're gay. But it's like for a fucking comedy sketch. You know what I mean? That's not helping push forward what people are going through. You know what I mean? Not at that, all. In my in my opinion, you know, like sure, like it could be, you know, like if you want to do it with your fucking friends, and it's like, wow, I applaud you for being comfortable enough to do that. Yeah. But in my opinion, it's like if I'm making fun of, if I'm straight pretending to be gay for a skit to be laughed at, I don't know. Yeah. It just kind of comes across as not sending the right message. That is just my opinion on it. Yeah, and um, a lot of times they're just reinforcing. They're, re they're reinforcing a lot of times stereotypes that were used to, you know, take away from people in the community when they do they're like the satire and the skit. So, I mean, I, I get that, you know, we all have to be able to laugh at ourselves from all different cultures and backgrounds, but I do feel like sometimes it just, they they cross that line and it's just kind of like, eh, I don't know if you're helping or, you know what I mean? Like, it's like I don't know if you're laughing with us or at us <clears throat> type thing. Yeah. I want to say, Marlon, you, Hard to tell you, Marlon, you have, um, you know, you talk about coming out, you have um, somebody I was talking to, they said that you helped them like come out. You, you know, you know, Addison, right? Yeah. Yeah, he told me. I told him I was going to interview. He said that you helped him. Uh, he was like, "Yo, when he was when he came out as bi, oh, you helped shit. him so much." I was just like, "You know, you was trying to get somebody." Other. He's from Jersey, yeah. Okay. Jersey. I know he was. I know he was on um, Love Games and everything. 
here. So yeah. Oh. Wow. Um. The next next segment I'm gonna go into real quick. Um. I was gonna say anybody out there that's like you know having thoughts of suicide, or just like so much going on, you can always call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at one eight hundred two seven three talk. That's eight two five five. Um, I have also dealt with suicidal thoughts and also tried to attempt suicide um, because, you know, being molested, it just, like, really affected me. Um, I just didn't want to live. Like, even recently, I had brought a, I brought an urn for myself. I was ready to die during the holidays. I just brought an urn. My friend Clarkson, like, and my other friends, they, you know, I ended up giving it to him and had to return it. And I was just ready to go. And my question for you guys, has suicide ever crossed your mind or, like, a suicide Survivor, you know, um, start with Marlon. Oh, my, my connection is getting bad. Hold on. My bad. My connection was bad for like a second. I didn't catch that last bit. Okay. I said, right. um, have any of you guys um, dealt with thoughts of suicide or tried to attempt suicide? Wait, say that one more time. So have you um, ever thought of suicide, like, like thought of suicide or tried to attempt suicide? I never, okay, so I never, I never attempted. I, I mean, I did get to a point to where I thought like that was going to be my only way out. I was just like, nothing's going right. Nothing, you know, nothing that I'm trying is lasting. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I was at a point to where I thought like, you know, like I just, I, I got to end it because it's just like, I can't deal with losing everything you know what i'm saying like i was just like i was just losing friends i wasn't talking to my family like it was just like yeah you know i was losing jobs i didn't have like money it was just like i was at this point to where it just seemed like everything that gave me a sense of security or foundation i was just losing it like left and right and then it's like dang as soon as i get one thing it's like dang i'm losing two others and it's just like it was just at a point where it's like i can't manage all this man like it gets overwhelming and I was just like, you know, I got to the point where I was like, well, maybe I just, maybe I just should just give up. Maybe I should just let it all go. You know what I mean? I just end it. And it's just like, they don't have to suffer no more. I don't have to, I don't have to manage all this no more. I don't have to be in this mental space no more. I don't have to, you know what I mean? And it was a tough, it was tough because it was just like, every day I wake up, it would be like, just like one little shred of something that would be like, I I could do it one more day. Like, you know what I mean? It was just like, and it would just be, it could be just the littlest things of like a random text or a random DM from somebody or, you know what I mean? Because like for a while it was just like, it was like, it was actually kind of cool just to like be able to like, which was a good thing about social media was, yeah. you know, so many people would always hit me up randomly and just be like, hey bro, like, like your boy, he'd be like, hey bro, like, yeah. I just got done watching Real World, man. He's like, bro, like, your story helped me come out to my parents. You know what I mean? Or, like, those random story or random DMs where it's like, hey, bro, like, you know, you helped me just confront my sexuality, bro. And he's like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm in a better place in my life or whatever the case may be. And it was just, like, randomly just having those few moments of just, like, dang, okay, like, 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 maybe I should keep going because, like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm making an impact. Like, there's, there's, for like, I'm making some type of impact. So, like, yeah. I would just get those little breadcrumbs day after day. And then after a while, you know, things just turned around. And it was just like, all right, like, I could do this. Like, you know, you get out of that funk, you get out of that depression. And then, you know, 
all them years, all these years later, I'm here. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. So, you know, it's just like, it, it, it's weird, but it was just like those little tidbits, man. It wasn't even nothing big. It wasn't like I won, you know, $100 on a scratch off at the gas station. But it was just like little tidbits just to be like, one more day. Give it one more day. And, um, you know, eventually those days added up and, 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 and things changed, you know? Yeah. yeah. I'm glad you're here, bro. I'm still glad you're here. Um, I'm glad I'm here, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, what about you, Paulie? Uh, yeah, man. I mean, listen, I, I, I've been very, I've been very vocal about it. You know, I, I've been extremely vocal about it. I think a lot of people that they've, it's gotten lost in translation. It's been buried because I think what people don't understand, um, you know, and this is a problem that I think they apply to a lot of things is everybody is at different points in their uh their journeys right so if you were to have spoken to me um you know or if if uh you know if if things were to you know be out there um about me early on when when things were so fresh right yeah it would have been extremely hard uh you know uh to a talk about it um probably would have zero control over my emotions. Um, you know, and, and not only that, but then from like the space that I'd be in, anything that I would see, um, you know, would easily trigger uh, me. Um, <clears throat> and when I've spoken about these things and, you know, I've caught, I've caught backlash for, for also, you know, just speaking about it, um, you know, with, with other, uh, regarding other people who have been in my life. Um, and everybody always wants to be offended by it, but I don't think that people understand exactly how far I've come and how in my mind it's, I've already trained myself from a long time ago to destigmatize the fact of talking about things. Um, once you have put in the work to basically get yourself out of it, like just like anything in life. And, and this is the society and the generation that we live in where, you know, people look at a successful business owner, successful business people, or a successful athlete or anything, just be like, man, they got fucking lucky. Um, you know, or like, they don't understand what it's like to be yeah. me. Look at them. Look at what's it's going through. And just like with being a successful athlete and owning a successful business, when it comes to your mental health and when it comes to dealing with your traumas that you've dealt with, it's yeah. a journey. And you get out of it what you put into it. So if you do not put into what it is you're trying to accomplish and what your end goal is, you're not going to get out of it. So in my scenario, my family was like on top of me about it being like, get your ass up every morning, get your ass up, get outside. I'm going for a fucking run with you. And the whole time being like, congratulations, you hit rock bottom. Uh, now guess what? You only have one place to go from here and that's up. And guess what? Whatever happens to you in the future will never be worse than this moment right now. So right now, this moment, remember this, because when things are going to get harder in the future, and you're probably going to creep into this mental space that you're in right now. Again, I want you to remember this one moment right now where I'm giving you the formula and I'm telling you, you're not ever going to go back to this spot again. You may come low again, but it's never going to be a spot as this low, as, as low as this. So that means 
that you are never in a position to not get yourself back out of it once you pull yourself out of the situation. So switch your mind from right now saying you're never going to be out of this situation to I'm going to get up every morning. I'm going to do the things to fuel myself. I'm going to get myself moving. I'm going to focus on activities, focus on tasks, um, commit myself to a passion. um, And I'm going to tell myself that once I get myself out of this, I'm going to be invincible and I'm going to be unstoppable. So with that being said, as I've spoken about this later on in my life, because people look at, I got on reality TV later in my life, 27 years old. I wasn't like, you know, these real worlders where they were picking them right out of high school, picking them right out of college. Like, I you know, to get exposed to that type of exposure at such a young age, while you're still, your brain is still developing and you're having to process all these things. It's wild. Um, you know, and, and I witnessed that when the first season I ever entered the challenge, I was like, why do these people still have a high school mentality? I don't fucking get it. I'm like, it's as if they had not, but I understand now that their developmental years of their life in their twenties yeah. took place in an environment that is like wild where like, I'm fortunate that I did experience it later in my life where I'd already dealt with all that shit. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, like I fucking, it's not a pressure cooker for me when I'm in there. Cause I'm like, eh, this is like, it feels like freedom. I don't have my phone. I get to fuck with people on a daily basis, uh, you know, and try and get them to unravel and make a mistake. Um, you know, so when I've spoken about my stuff, it's been overshadowed because I've, you know, touched on other people's things being like, yeah, you know, I helped this person through this situation. I helped this person through this situation. It's like, how dare you fucking talk about that? You know, or I make a comment where it's like, hey, if you have the opportunity to fight for your life or fucking be sexually assaulted again, what would you do? Fight for your life, right? Like, you know, and people can twist that stuff, but people don't understand that it's okay to be at whatever point in life you are at dealing with your trauma. And every single part should be applauded. Not just the, I'm at the beginning of my journey. Everything triggers me. This fucking sucks. Um, I'm depressed all the time. This person doesn't understand what I'm going through. But the middle point of the journey also where it's like, yeah, I still have my good days and my bad days. And, you know, I don't really know which one outweighs the other. And then at the last part (laughs) of that journey where it's like, hey, 99% 99% of the time, it's a fucking good yeah. time. Maybe 1% of the time, it's bad. But guess what? I bounce myself yeah. right back. And I'm able to talk about this. And I'm able to say whatever I want to say about yeah. this because I've gotten myself to that point. And every single point should be applauded. Not just the beginning. Not just yeah. the middle. Not just the end. I feel as though we are in a culture and a society of who wants to be the biggest victim. And who wants to be the worst thing that has happened to you everybody has gone through bad shit. And I can't sit here in good faith with you two on here and be like, man, man, you know, my situation is fucking worse than theirs. You know, like I'm trying out do that. Like it's not my fucking place. And everybody's been through that shit. And I respect each and every story that has been told here. And I can't sit here and be like, Hey man, watch what the fuck you're saying. Uh, that kind of triggers me. You know, even if it did, I have the discipline at this point because I've been through it to be like, there was no disrespect meant to come towards me from that. I'm okay. I'm okay. I've made myself okay. And I want to try and make as many people around me as okay as possible. And these types of conversations help do that in whatever capacity. Um, you know, and that's, that's what I want to try and do, um, you know, with this. And the way that Marlon gets those messages and all of that, I love that. 
I love that that happens. I, I, I sit here and I'm just like, you know what? If only one person says thank you, same way Marlon fucking uh, thinks about it. If one person says thank you, that's enough. One life was saved. Awesome. Yeah, I do want to say, uh, you know, thank you for sharing it. Um, I want to share that. Paulie, nope. Paulie's connection like, was bad. He was fucking crazy. <laughs> but we still gonna talk about um, Paulie. Um, is one person like I remember I had a text him. I was like, bro, I just don't feel like living. I don't feel like being here. This motherfucker be like, get your shit together. <laughs> you know, sometimes you need that tough love. Sometimes you need that tough love, man. But hey, look look at where you are now, right? Like I told you to put yourself into a passion of yours, which is spreading mental health and and sexual assault survivors amongst men. And look what you've done. You've got your own page. You're getting people, you're getting, you know, Marlon and I, who most people online would have been like, man, how the fuck did you get these two guys on a live together? Yeah. Right. But if I, I was surprised. No tough, if I didn't give you no tough love when you were trying to come to me being soft, yeah. you know what I mean? And there's no disrespect and there's no problem yeah. with it. But yeah. my family was fucking, and it worked. And they were like, hey, man, you're being fucking soft right now. Like, fucking yeah. wake the fuck up. You know what the fuck you've been through. You know who the fuck you are. Remember who the fuck you are. And yeah. sometimes... People need that pulled out of them because everybody's strong. They just yeah. don't know it. Everybody's strong. They don't right. know it. And instead of instead of taking the tough love and being like, yeah, like, that just lit a fucking fire under my ass. I am the shit. Yeah. A lot of people fucking be like, I feel attacked. I that hurts me. Fuck yeah. you. And it's like, no, like, come on, man. Like, I could only I could only sit there and be like, hey, you're going to be okay. Hey, you're going to be okay. Yeah. Before I say, hey, wake the fuck up and get your shit together. Let's yeah. go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but look at where you are now, right? Yeah. You started your own thing. You've got your own yeah. Instagram. You're, you're impacting people in your own way. You're getting two people to come together and speak about things like this. That's a beautiful thing. How many people can say that? Not many. So if you ever forget who you are, you can come back to this moment in time and be like, I got yeah. these two guys who... I thought fucking want to kill each other and hate each other to come and break bread and speak about something more important than themselves yeah. and their own ego. And you have so right. much more to go. So if you were able to accomplish this in your mind, you should yeah. be like someone who's been through the shit that I've went through. If, if I could accomplish this and yeah. I have much more to accomplish, you can do it too. And that's my message yeah. to anybody because I'm not going to sit here and I'm going to be like, man, like it's, yeah. fuck. it's fucking sucked. Yeah. Guess what? It probably wasn't as bad as fucking happened to come out on national television at a yeah. time where it wasn't accepted, right? So, like, the shit that fucking happened to me, and I'm not going to fucking discredit the shit that happened to me. I'm not going to discredit yeah. the shit that has happened to anybody. It's fucking bad, right? And maybe if I was talking about it five years ago, you would get the fucking detail on how it affected me mentally and the trauma that it fucking caused. Yeah. But guess what? I win the battles with myself every day. I win the demon. I beat my demons every day. And that is something yeah. to be proud of. And everybody should be proud of that. And I no longer turn to the weak side of me, um, you know, for yeah. where I look for other people to tell me it's okay. I tell myself yeah. it's okay. And then I try and impact as many people as I can. Yeah. Um, I got like two more questions. But this last question, I just wanted to um, ask y'all, like, what do you guys say to somebody that's struggling with their mental health, that's scared to speak up, you know? What do you say to people that's out there, your fans, you know, family, your friends? Like, what do you guys say to help them, like, get their stuff together, to, you know, get their mental, make their mental health a priority? Like, what do you guys say? Let's start with um, Paulie and then Marlon. 
Um, you need to share your story. Um, no matter how hard it is, uh, whenever you feel comfortable with it, you need to, you need to talk to like-minded individuals. You need to find, um, the group of people and the, and you need to surround yourself with people who are going to challenge you. You need to find the people who are not going to just yes you to death. They're not just going to validate, um, you know, your feelings without any follow through. The validation can come with the solution. Hey, I understand exactly how you're feeling. Now let's do this and stick to this. And if you can't stick to this after X amount of period of time, you know, you have, you have to learn how to do it yourself. And by you speaking out, you're going to help other people who don't know how to do it. And by sharing your story, you're going to help people who don't, who don't have the courage to do it. We, I, I hate coming back to like where we're at right now, but I feel as though there's so many people afraid to talk about things all the fucking time. And it's, it's not good for your mental health to suppress how the fuck you're feeling. Everybody can be validated in what they have to say. As long as it's met with empathy and as long as it's met with structure in order to turn it into a fuel and turn it into a positive, because what are you going to do? If you, if you want to keep feeling sorry for yourself, if you want to keep, and, and, uh, and it's not to sound harsh, your days aren't going to get better. And that's just the cold, hard fucking facts. Your days aren't going to get better. They're going to get worse. So you got two options every single day, take a step up or take a step down, which what your decision is going to be yours. Talk about it talk about it to whoever if nobody wants to fucking listen to you talk to yourself in a fucking mirror i've had to talk to myself in a mirror so many fucking times where i wake up in the morning and i'm looking at myself and i'm in one of those moods and i'm just like you know what here's who you are you're a fucking you're a lion you're a savage you're a fucking beast you're gonna win this day you're gonna accomplish this day who i'm looking at in the mirror right now Whatever's coming through my eyes right now, who are those demons who are trying to pull me down and fucking tell me that today is going to suck. I'm going to lose this day. I should just go back to bed and cry and feel sorry about myself and blah, 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 blah. Life's not fair. Oh my God. I got into it. I got into trouble and I got suspended for three seasons of the challenge. Blah, 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 blah. Like, oh, oh man, those, those mean people, they said mean things to producers and got me suspended. Like, what am I going to fucking do? Cry about it? Oh my God, bad shit happened to me when I was in fucking high school. People used to jump me all the time, telling me I was fucking gay, calling me a faggot, saying all this shit. Oh man, life fucking sucked. I'm so, oh my God, I was sexually assaulted and people used to tell me, oh yeah, you're a fucking faggot. You're a loser because of this shit fucking happened. Uh, what am I going to do? Cry about it? Get the fuck out of here. I ain't going to cry about it. I'm going to sit here and be like, hey, listen, I'm looking me in my face. I'm going to let those people win. Get the fuck out of here. What are they still doing? Are they living with their fucking mom and dad still? Are they fucking making more money than me? Are they more successful than me? I'll talk to you in 10 yeah. years. Let's see who wins the race. You know what I mean? That's my mindset towards it. You could either get better or you could get worse. Who are you going to yeah. let win? You're going to let the, 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 the bad side of you win? You're going to let the good side of you win? You're going to be soft or you're going to be hard? That's, yeah. just, that's just how I look at it. Thank you, man. Thank you for saying that. Molly, your turn. I mean... <clears throat> I think like, I also, I, I mean, I also, I look at things just kind of like my upbringing in a sense of resources. You know what I mean? Like if you, I didn't understand all the different resources that were available to me as a person to deal with my issues. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that 
um, a lot of people, like if they're just stuck in a bad spot mentally, you know, look to see if there's some resources out there. I'm not, and my thing is like, I'm not even saying necessarily that you got to fix that problem, but, but at least try to figure out what the problem is. And a lot of times you have to take yourself outside of your situation and say like, what's out there that could potentially help me deal with this, um, um, you know, with the situation, like, like, you know what I mean? Whether it is finding a new friend group, maybe, you know, not all family is based on blood. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. um, maybe it's talking to a therapist, whatever the case may be, but just see the, the hotlines, all the different hotlines that they have out there. Like, yeah. try to tap into a resource that you feel is comfortable um to help you deal with that issue um from there i also think that like mental no, mental health is accountability too though yeah. there's a very big part of accountability that goes with mental health and i me personally i'm like i'm kind of like poly maybe that's just my competitive background is it's like there's a time to feel sad and sorry for yourself but you can't be a victim your whole life yeah. You know what I'm saying? You can't be a, you can't just stay there and woe is me the whole time. There has to be some accountability that you have to look at. Like, what have I been doing that's keeping me here? What can I change to get me out of here? What can I do different tomorrow that I did this last whole entire week that might change it for me? You know what I'm saying? You have to take some accountability in the fact that you're going to have to put some work in yeah. into changing like actually changing. If your situation ain't changing, then that means that you need to change. Your situation is not going to change till you do. So those resources, like, you know what I'm saying? Take some accountability of the fact that you can find strength in something and get out of it. Um, I think are the two big things for me. And then really, I just think that like from there, it's just, you know, I know they come up with like toxic, but they call it like toxic positivity or whatever the case may be, right? <clears throat> but I think that like, if you're sad, then admit it. You know what I mean? If you're depressed, admit it. If you're happy, admit it. If you're, you know, having a bad day, admit it. Like, you know what I mean? Like it's just cause you have a different emotion than someone else at that time frame and whatever, it's not wrong. I think a lot of people spend so much time trying to mask or their emotions or not deal with it it's just like just admit it if you sad you sad fam it's just what it is right like you but, but you gotta go ahead and just suck it up and admit i'm sad right now i'm depressed right now right look i'm tired as shit right now i can't be a hustler today fam i ain't got it in me today i need a time i need a day off you know what i'm saying like yeah. i'm depressed i got shit going on i need me time admit it you know what i'm saying quit trying to hide from all these non-society accepted emotions admit that just admit you got it it's, no. it's happening to you right now today then you can take those steps to say what resources what path what can i change what can i do to get out of this situation get out of this emotion um and i feel like i just felt like that's what's helped me you know what i mean like instead of just being like i'm sad and then wanting to go out and then pretend like i'm happy with everybody it's like nah fam i'm 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 dealing with some stuff right now, bro. I can't, you know, key, key, ha, ha, laugh with you right now. I'm not in that mood. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, I think putting those, putting a lot of those things together over a period of time, you'll build a pattern, like Polly said, where it's like, all right, am I going to get better today or am I going to get worse? Well, what did I do yesterday? What got me here? What accountability? Where am I feeling? 
All right, so how do I, now, how do I change it? What resources do I have to deal with it so it won't be this way tomorrow? You know what I'm saying? Who can I talk to so that, like, I can positively deal with this negative aspect? You know what I'm saying? And then you yeah. just, day after day, you build that shit together, and the next thing you know, it's like, I ain't sad no more. Or this bad situation that happened, it don't, it don't affect me the same way no more. It's like, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh, damn, that happened? Cool. Like, all right, we good. Next. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And um, I just feel like like those are some things that have helped me over the years, yeah. and and I feel like it helped a lot of other people too. You know? Yeah. I um, like to say, um, like stuff that I would say is just like you know, just you know, deal with your mental health like head on. You know, um, embrace embrace the brokenness in you. You know, embrace like if you're not feeling okay, like you said, if you're depressed, you know, embrace that. Um, um, get yourself around people that's going to lift you up, not tear you down, that's not going to judge you. You know, I had people in my life where my mental health, y'all don't know, like, I treat men like shit because of my whole sexual abuse thing. I just look at men a whole different way. So I have friends that I treated like shit that walked away, but I also have friends that still here with me, still, like, fighting with me and stuff like that, wants me to get better. Um, I would just say, like, try to, like, get into, like, some dope groups, you know. I work mm -hmm. um I do like a part-time thing. I like a volunteer thing at NAMI in um, Philadelphia, Bus County. Um, I'm a peer support, I'm a group facilitator. So I'm a certified peer group facilitator where I facilitate uh, mental health groups, you know? Um, oh, get to, like, it's, it's online groups, you know, I know it's COVID, it's online groups everywhere. Every, NAMI is all over the world, you know, different counties. Uh, make sure you get into like groups, you know, make sure you have, like you said, hold, have somebody to hold you accountable. You know, that's not going to just say, Yes, yes, yes. And somebody's gonna tell you you look like a pony, like it's all me. You know, get your shit together. And then the next day, is your shit together? <laughs> you know? Yeah, right, exactly. You, you, you need shit you need it like that, you know? Um, you know, you know, you need stuff like that. And it's like really, really important that especially as men that we speak up. It's sad, like I walked into rooms where it was just like two men. <laughs> I'm just like, where's all the men at? You know, like we need to speak up, you know, we all fighting these silent battles and like is the rate of suicide in men is like so high like you know it's like really really high and i just like wish that it could change hopefully this year it could change you know um but i thank you guys for being here tonight you know i didn't you know like paulie said i got you together i didn't even know y'all had a problem or, or whatever online but i'm glad that i, I, I didn't know i mean it's, I know. it's, it's just it's just competitive nature it's just yeah, really I'm, competitive I'm just nature can, I, is this your first time meeting I, is this your first time meeting Face-to-face. Uh, -face. So, I mean, yeah. like, face-to-face, okay. -face, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. I mean, it's great that y'all you know, because I feel like they got, like, a lot in common. And, you know, MTV, if you watching, you know, bring these guys up to the show. You know, <laughs> we need some, what they, what they say, make America, make America great again, make the challenge great again. Because right. I watch All-Stars. <laughs> I'm going to keep it real with y'all. I watch All-Stars. I don't watch the regular stuff. I haven't watched it since World of War II, and that's real talk. Yeah, it's just not the same no more. They, 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 they just switch a few people. I think they can, yeah. they can stop calling a few people. It's just like, yeah. I'm not even going to go there. <laughs> I, play, I played the fifth. Yeah, yes. Well, I can um, go there. Y'all probably can't, but I, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> but it, it's it's all good, man. We we appreciate you, yeah. uh, you know, doing this, man. Uh, you know, Philly boy, uh, yourself right there. I mean, you yeah. got you got to stay strong. You got to keep it real. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and honestly, like you're doing the right thing. So yeah. thank you for your time, uh, you know, tonight. Like it was, it was our pleasure, um, yeah. you know, to come and have this chat. Uh, and now your boy, 
needs to cook some food because he's about to eat himself. Yes, I'm about to eat right. too. Nah, big, big, nah, big thanks, man. What you're doing is great, man. Like, I feel like you're, 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 you're touching on a subject that needs to be normalized. It needs to be, you know, put out there for people to understand, especially for men, all people for mental health. So, and just, you know, like, like what you're doing is awesome, bro. So, like, it's just like, it, it's just a testament to how talented, it's a testament to how hard you work, it's a testament to just, like, you as a person putting together something that's going to help hundreds of people. You know what I mean? You're re- and touching so many people and that just that just shows the human that you are so like i encourage you if anything like well beyond today like bro just keep going bro yeah. like like yourself's gonna grow bro you're gonna reach and impact so many people like you're gonna change the stigma for so many walks of life you know what i mean and then like your story in itself is just like it's something that's gonna help that next kid it's gonna help that next grown man it's gonna help that yeah. next person and their trauma, like, be able to just talk about it because they heard it from someone that's like them. So just keep going, bro. If you ever need anything from me, bro, you need me to share a link, you need me to, like, help promo something, bro. Y'all support me anyway. Uh, Y'all support me anyway. But, um, like I said, thank y'all for the kind words. Thank y'all so much. Um, Next week, if anybody's watching, you know, I'm going live next week. Well, this segment I'm going live with some people in the UK. I'm like, Mr. 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 Help. I've been reaching out to people in UK. I've been in clubhouse rooms, talking to people. So I'm going with um, live this um, saying You go international, and boy. Yeah, my friend Winston. And Keep friend going, Winston. brother. And then next Tuesday, I'll be back here again at the same time to talk with women that's been sexually abused, you know. So, you know, just tune in next week, guys, um, and this yeah. Saturday. Um, thank y'all for being here. Love you guys. Y'all are my people. All right, brother. Appreciate you, brother. Peace out. Peace out. out.